0: Hello, welcome along to Football Thunders, brought to you by The Proper Bloats Club, uh, a community project for men's mental health, to help break the stigma of men's mental health and start talking in the open about it. Uh, lots of walks, we'll tell you more about that a little bit later. And let us talk created to get people talking about and open up about mental health uh, in a very relaxed, non-judgmental way, playing football and raising funds for mental health charities. Uh, welcome again. Uh, we've got a few busy shows this evening. Uh, Or today. What's gone wrong at Leicester is one thing. Uh, Non-league players into the Premier League. So players who started out in the non-league and ended up in the Premier League. Weird appointments, because we've seen one this week. More about that in a while. Uh, We'll bring you one player each from the FM scout report. So if you're playing FM, and there's been an update today, hasn't there, Dan?
1: There has, yes. I'll
0: have news on that coming later. Okay, and then we're looking at Shethouser at the end. How's that sound? Yeah, good stuff. Um, so first item on the
2: agenda, what's gone wrong at Leicester? Discuss what hasn't gone right at Leicester. I think that's the problem. To be honest, they started off in with really bad luck because uh, who was it? I think it was Johnny Evans was injured, whoever Johnny Evans normally plays next to was injured, and Brilliant. was it Pereira who was injured as well? The right Ricardo
1: Pereira, yeah, and then they lost the left back who was Luke Thomas, uh, James Justin, obviously back from last year, but then Luke Thomas got injured too.
0: Yeah.
2: So, So, I mean, if
1: you you look at their defensive core, being James Justin, uh, Wesley Fofana, Ryan Bertrand, Janis Verstegard and the ones that Ryan named, the only ones that have stayed consistently fit this season is Ryan Bertrand because James Justin currently injured, Fofana currently injured both long-term. Vestergaard hasn't performed well. Injuries for Luke Thomas, I think, has been reasonably fit, but that's about it. Ricardo Pereira has missed uh, a lot of games. Soyuncu missed a lot of games. Johnny Evans has missed a lot of games. So they've been having to just fit people that they can at given moments. And Yannick Vestergaard has not been, I think, what they were hoping for when they signed him.
0: Their current form, uh, which I think might, might help, uh, lost uh, in the last five games. Lost, drew, lost, drew, lost. Uh, that's their current
2: form in the Premier League. Uh, which is they are playing at the moment in UEFA Conference, whatever it is, and mm. they were winning last. I heard Yeah, I won nil up,
0: Harvey Barnes. I'd,
2: I think there are a couple of other issues as well with this. It's not only a and Fardy's
0: issue. out as well.
2: The Vestergaard signing I found quite weird because if you look at the centre backs that they already had, they were quite quick. They read the game quite well, and then you got Vestergaard, who's very slow, not got much pace. So it was kind of a why have you signed him kind of thing. And also, I think there's also a mixture of some of the players are aging out, like uh, Mark Albrighton, who's always been quite underrated and done a fantastic job for Leicester down the years, especially throughout their period of success. He's kind of aging out now. He's slowing down. He's not as impactful as he was. Jamie Vardy's, what, 34, 35 now? Yeah. Uh, Yeah. He's starting to suffer injuries and he's slowing down and... I know they signed Patterson Dacre, but if you're not going to play him, he's not going to adjust. And well, and even when done... he
1: has played, he's not looked particularly comfortable in English football. He's done better in Europe than he has
0: when playing. In...
2: But you've got to get a run of games under your belt. You need well, about okay. Well, he's had one. Here, here he's been go. playing
0: in a lot of games. Their next five games: they're home to Leicester next. That's impressive. Uh, home to uh, home to Burnley. Away to Burnley. Sorry, home to Leeds, away at Arsenal, home to Brentford. And then away against Manchester United. Burnley have, uh, have picked up form lately, and um Leicester are not that in the league table. Leicester are not brilliant, you know. Their position is not good. They're seven points off the um off of Burnley.
2: Who they got? Think, who they
0: play Tuesday?
2: I think they'll squeak it through because Leeds are dropping like a stone. Well, the, the the, yeah, as are they Brentford Brentford.
0: Or oh, Brentford, Leeds, and Brentford are the two sides, that, and Watford, who who are now second from bottom, they're three teams whose form has died, other than Spurs as well.
2: Everton as well, uh, yeah. uh, up one minute, down the next. But I mean, Leeds have just been done six 0 by Liverpool, so it's really, really bad news at Leeds at the moment. Leeds
0: have lost four of their last five, and the only game, the other game they didn't lose, they drew. So, uh, very
2: happy about all this.
0: No, sorry, I've just seen Tony. We'll get on
1: to later. Football manager related. Ryan's oh, gonna flip. That's all I'm gonna say.
2: Oh dear.
0: So uh, Leicester have got enough quality. It's just getting the um. Is and is is it down to these injuries then? Is this what we're saying? Because they've they've last year they got you know they they won the FA Cup uh, and they you know they did okay and and we're used to them being not crap. They're not scoring. They're they're, I
1: watched their game against Wolves and who did they play the week before that was on TV? I can't remember who it was, but they played really well in both games. Uh, I can't remember who the first game was, but they played really well in both games. West Ham, it was West Ham. They they've yeah. played quite well. Like, Yuri Telemans, as we know, is a fantastic player. Yeah. Whitman, Harvey Barnes, wide, were fine. Yeah, Patson Pats dacker was more or less invisible. And you know, they were still moving the ball well. Defensively, I think, is an issue, but that's what happens when you have that many key defenders repeat, out. Yeah, I mean, yeah. if, if they've got a fully fit back, back line, Ricardo Pereira, Wesley Fofana, Johnny Evans and Luke Thomas, that's three of them are out. So that makes a big step up. And then even their backups at the backs aren't in. Their problem is really that they've got a backup for Jamie Vardy. Dak has come in and there's been nothing really. And uh, that's where they're lacking. I mean, I love adding my to bits, but his best attribute probably isn't his finishing. No, he's It's not more either. about his general technique and his ability to get at players and create oh, yeah. space. And uh, although he did score on, on um, Sunday night, I think it was, he's not necessarily known for his goal
0: scoring. You're not going to rely on him for 20, 15, 20 goals a season, are you, really? Well, all their recent goals, really, I'll check for who is their leading goal scorer, but...
1: Uri Tillemans is getting a lot of goals and uh, yeah. long-term, that's not good news for Leicester because obviously he's turned down a contract and is probably well, off this summer.
2: I was going to say that that's one of the other issues. I think there's three other issues. I think the first one is I don't think Tillemans really wants to be there anymore because I think he's announced that he's not going to sign a new deal with them. So he could potentially, as Dan said, be off. I don't think they've ever found a left back with the same quality as Ben Chilwell because Ben, ben Chilwell is obviously a fantastic player. And, Brendan Rodgers seems to have this sort of lull after three years at a club where he kind of does everything that he can. It's almost sort of like the Mourinho syndrome. After three years, the wheels fall off. It he takes happened him. at Liverpool.
0: He takes them to a certain standard and a certain level and he, he can't make that final push onto something yes. else.
2: And but... with a squad that, like I said, is starting to age out when the key mm. players of the last five years are ageing like Brighton and Vardy are, then it's kind of a, a recipe for disaster all around. I think the fortunate thing for Leicester is there are so many teams of such poorer quality than them. Yeah. That oh yeah. Well, uh,
0: uh, no Vardy, no party is the answer, isn't it? Uh, no defenders, uh, no Vardy. Because uh, Ian Acho uh, started the season well, didn't he? Had a good half decent. But he's been on African Nations Cup duty, hasn't he? Uh, uh, June, January. He is Possibly. also
1: very lazy. Is well, no, to be fair to
2: him, the, doesn't last, really do much. the last year or so, last 18 months, this I'd is what say, I say. He's been his decent. career has really exploded. He's been, almost. I think last season, there was a point where he was keeping Vardy out the side. Vardy couldn't even get in.
1: But as a footballer, and in a way that Brendan Rodgers likes to play, although he's not, he does not work, I think, how Brendan Rodgers would necessarily want him to play. Hence why when he's come back from the african Appalachians he's not in the team. Because I think they prefer Pats and pressing, although Pat. Again, that Pat Sadaq and the other one I don't particularly, not rate is the wrong word, but James Madison, I don't believe the hype that he gets is...
2: Well, he's dropped off a cliff.
1: As as an individual, I mean, he's done better this year than he did last year, but I think he's the one that gets carried by the players around him.
2: He reminds me of Jack Grealish in that regard, who seems to have fallen off the face of the planet at Manchester City as well. Where where has he gone? He's been rotated out because he's not doing well. I've just
0: got Inacio's stats up. Last season, twenty-five games, twelve goals in the league. Uh, in the league this season, sixteen games, two goals. So he's his form is so it dropped off? It's really uh, yeah, uh, yeah.
1: We saw it at City. It's the reason he really got left by City was, you know, Pep Guardiola said it, that he won't, he wouldn't do the hard work. that... Guardiola wanted to, what did to do as a strike.
0: That, that tells you a lot. So maybe Leicester are going to have to go looking and good luck with that one because buying a, well, a striker that's going to play in the Premier League and do the business for you, uh, that's going I to cost you a gonna, lot of pennies.
2: I think they're going to need a complete overhaul because Johnny Evans is 34. Yeah. Henry Vardy's 35. I think Mark Albrighton's 33.
1: Mark oh, cool, Brighton still there. Jeez.
2: So Yuri Telemans wants to leave as well.
0: Well, for indeed, yeah. he wants to leave, supposedly. Listen, old Brighton though. Let's be be fair. He left Aston Villa on a free transfer, and everyone thought Championship. He went down to the Championship, I think, with Leicester. But you can't knock it. He's got a Premier League winners' medal, and he played a big part in that. So and he still in, plays you know, a big play part on. now. Yeah, sure so not bad for a player at another club released from the Premier League. Didn't think he was a relegated club that. as well. Yeah, so he was yeah. Relegated
1: with Villa, wasn't he? And then Leicester picked him up. But I think if I'm right, Leicester's. I, I do believe that Leicester are. I think Ryan hit the nail on the head. I can't remember if we spoke on a podcast or if it was offline, but we said... I know we've just said it as well, but when with Brendan Rodgers, once he gets to that point three years in, he takes his. he's a good man to take a club to the level of we're now competitive. But the, the big problem is, as Tottenham are learning with Conte, you've got to find the right man to take that step up to another level to be competitive, if you know what I mean. So Rodgers has taken Leicester to the point where They've won a cup and they're one of the teams that people will fancy being up there. But it's all about the next appointment and um, it's too much to risk. And as Pete rightly said, finding a striker is going to be a massive one.
2: And I think the other thing is, is people have to bear in mind that Leicester have massively, massively overachieved for years now. They've been getting almost Champions League football ahead of teams like Arsenal, Tottenham, you know... It's, they've massively, massively overachieved well, in the last five but, years of what they've done. You, so, would you
1: not say? I guess it's a part of them overachieving that's gotten to this point. But if you would to put out a fully fit Leicester side against an Arsenal side, I'd probably argue that Liverpool have the better team. Liverpool, Liverpool Leicester, Leicester. Sorry, yeah. <laughs> I, I would. A fully Liverpool fit, would definitely have the better team.
0: A, a fully a fully fit and informed team up against Arsenal. I think Leicester, you, I'd back Leicester, fully fit and firing. Even Leicester, I even think Leicester I'd against disagree.
2: Man United. I think I disagree just purely because of the age of the Leicester squad. If you look at the young talent and the energy that the Arsenal side has, so fully fit and on form, Arsenal had, versus uh, fully uh, fit and on form Leicester, uh, I'd, I'd put my money on Arsenal. I, I, especially,
0: I, I, I'm not sold on Arsenal at the moment, I'm afraid. I, I'm really not. They've had a couple of weeks where they've been not bad, but... Um, I don't, it wasn't that long ago that people were slagging Arteta off something
2: chronic weren't they so i know no, they're, no, but since then there's been an upturn especially yeah. after Yang left the club let's see um, where they
0: are in may
1: my my thing on arsenal is they're great against sides until they have to beat a side that are similar to them and then let's then see where
0: let's see where they are in may uh, uh, that's my thing but Leicester... Bet you won't be here but he won't be here lad i've in this game a long time best legend Mind the windows, Tino. Uh, right, that's uh, Leicester. What's gone wrong at Leicester? Non-league to Prem players. Now, obviously, Jamie Vardy stands out as uh, a player that's come from non-league and uh, that just worked wonders. I'll give you another to start us off. Uh, I know this is the back end of the Premier League, but Stuart Pierce started out in the non-league and ended up at, uh, well, he's played at the very highest level. Uh, when he signed for Nottingham Forest he, from Coventry City, uh, he used to be, He was an electrician. When he was a non-league player, he was an electrician. Uh, when he signed for Forest, Brian Clough uh, signed him. And then a couple of weeks later, says, what are you doing after training? He said, right, you're coming home with me, lad. And he made him put up some uh, light fittings for him. And he kept doing it throughout his career. Whenever... Um, Brian Clough had an electric, electricity problem. Uh, le- problem with electrics at home. It gets Stuart Pearson. So Pearson Vardy to kick us off. Dan, who have you got? Steve Stephenon. Oh yes, go on.
1: Right, us. right back of Liverpool and Fulham.
0: Very good player.
1: Very. I remember him when I was young. He spent. I don't think his first club was this, but I know he might have been uh, in Ireland. His first British club was Welling United. Yeah. The, uh, well, then the. I think then it was just the conference. a
0: conference. But now, obviously, right.
1: a Blue Square South um, was actually a youth product at WayfC Wimbledon. But his first senior games was with Welling United. Obviously, went on to play for Liverpool Fulham. And while we we're on Liverpool, slightly before the Premier League, sorry, what's my fascination with Liverpool? Welling. They obviously had Andy Townsend as well, but that's a yeah. bit before the Premier League. Years. And his
0: first contract that he signed at uh, Welling used to be on the wall in the director's box at Welling. I say director's, but is it still there? Yeah. Ah, let's see. But <laughs> well,
1: it was when last time I went before COVID, so I'm assuming it's still there.
0: Yeah. So, yeah, so Andy Townsend. Yeah, Andy Townsend's a good one. Uh, Ryan, who have you got on the list?
2: Well, as we're keeping it local, I suppose the big one that sticks out for me is Ian Wright, who obviously played for Greenwich Borough before going on to Crystal Palace. Mm. So, and obviously he became quite a phenomenon, or phenomenon maybe he's a Premier League icon, definitely because it was he was the top goal scorer for Arsenal in the Premier League era at one point before yeah. Henry took him over. So he, he's the one that immediately springs to mind. As a Man United fan, the other one that springs instantly to mind is Chris Smalling who obviously went from Maidstone, Maidstone United to, yeah. to Fulham and then Fulham to Manchester United I think and they paid about 100 grand for him <laughs> and sold him for about 10 million
0: and he's at Roma now is he
2: at Roma is it Roma where is yeah. he yeah I haven't playing him because Mourinho won't like him
0: he's yeah no he plays he starts regularly
1: their defensive options are absolutely terrible Chris Morning was released by Mill ironically
0: was he? Before going to Maidstone, so no. I'm <laughs> I've got another one to throw in. Got Danny, two, but... I've got Danny Ings started out at Dorchester Town in 2010. He was at Liverpool for a while, uh, Southampton, Liverpool. He's at Villa now, isn't he? He's played for England as well. So he's, when he's not injured, he's, he's I think he's a quality striker. A good, he would be good at Leicester, I would think. He's one I think would do well at Leicester. He's getting on a bit though, but
1: That's after
0: Leicester squad, yeah. Go on. <laughs> Who's next? Right,
1: my next one is Yannick Balassi. Oh, yeah. Obviously not Crystal Palace player anymore. Once Crystal Palace and Everton player. He started his career with Hillingdon Borough. Yeah. At the time in the Southern Football League. Actually, he's got quite an interesting story in terms of where he went. So at 16, he made his debut for Hillingdon Borough in the Southern Football League. After, f- after just five appearances, he moved to Maltese Premier League side Floriana. As you do where he saw out the season before returning to Rushton and Diamonds of the conference. So two non-league trips before Premier League games for the Antipelati. <sighs> Marvellous. I've got yeah. another one, but I'll wait for Ryan, see if he's got
2: another one. Ryan, come us. on in. I have. I've got another one, and we're keeping it local again. It's Jimmy Bullard, who um, started his career quite locally.
1: I've been in this he pub. Of
2: Dartford and Gravesend and Northfleet. He played for both clubs. One of those is double and One of them is now
0: absolutely united. <laughs>
2: Yeah, and uh, someone called Corinthian Casuals, no idea who they they're, are. Again, oh, they're
0: a local side. They're yeah, a local side, they're yeah. yeah they're, they won the FA Cup, don't give
2: it that.
1: And they uh, they also played Brazil in a pre-season friend- uh, friendly.
2: Obviously, Jimmy Ballard, most hey. famous not only for his haircut, but for his uh, half-time goal celebration. Yeah. With, uh, while at Hull, uh, taking the piss out of his manager from sitting all the players down and telling them off.
1: If you're in uh, the area that we are, South London, Kentish. If you go to Crayford, he owns a pub called The One Bell. It's very nice. Go and check it out.
0: The Wumble. the One Bell. Sorry, I <laughs> thought
1: was,
0: I thought it was no, my back na- back I thought it you was again. I thought it was my natural home. <laughs> hey, <laughs> Ryan. Who else have you got?
2: Uh, oh, let me just have a quick look. At I've this. got one more. If, if we, I've uh, got one, we one as well. Mikel Antonio, who played for Tooting and Mitcham United. He did. Uh, <laughs> who started as a right. Is now one of the top strikers, <laughs> arguably outside the top six of the Premier League. Okay, I remember um, watching
1: him play as a right wing back for Sheffield Wednesday in League One. Yes, I'm thinking this fucking kid is good. Yeah, he ain't going to yeah. be here long. I never didn't, didn't think he's ever turned into a striker, but I remember then thinking. Went,
0: then he went to Forest and he was out and out winger at Forest, and then you shit at Forest. Yeah, uh, and then West Ham bought him, and it was like, why? But you know, he's. He's a big part of that West Ham team now, isn't he? And he's England capped at England level. Has he been capped at England level? I think he has.
2: Uh, no, he's switched to Jamaica, I think, didn't he? Oh, did he? Michael Antonio.
1: Yeah, I think he's just got capped. I think he was in an England squad, but hasn't been. Hasn't okay.
0: made his
2: appearance. Yeah, I don't think
0: he's been capped. Okay, no, talk, obviously. talking of England caps, my next one is Nick Pope, the goalkeeper. Started out at Berry Town. Well, he was as a kid. He was at Ipswich, but he got released, and he went to. He got released at 16, and he went to non-league Berry Town. Got picked up by Charlton uh, in 2011. Five years, including loads of games on loan. Harrow, Welling United, Cambridge, Aldershot, York City, and Bury. That's where Cambridge he. Cambridge
1: uh... and York were football league sides at that point.
0: Yeah. So, he, but he, he did start off in Berry Town. Obviously, left Charlton. Sensible move. Because uh, Charlton was a basket case at the time and played for England. He's uh, been a bit unlucky with injuries in terms of missing out on a couple of tournaments. But um, uh, yeah, he went to the last World Cup. But uh, I don't think he'll be in the England squad for the next World Cup. He's done well and genuinely nice fella. And his dad's a top man, let me tell you.
1: Is that, to be fair, we'll go. I'm sure we'll talk about England's World Cups for close to the time. But I'm dreading to see what England's <laughs> goalkeeping lineup looks like. And if Aaron Ramsdale's not the starter, I'm going to flip. But anyway. My last one is um, it's it's slightly cheating. I've gone with a manager.
0: Oh, no, that's just I like like the cut of your jib,
1: there, young Finch. Go on, Chris Chris Wilder, who obviously managed United in the Premier League, and I have a feeling might manage Middlesbrough in the Premier League next season. Yeah, uh, was manager of Alfreton Town, Halifax Town, and Oxford United in the Conference, and obviously oh. made his way through the league. I think he was at Northampton, and then he almost signed for Charlton. Orton. Did more or less,
0: time for Charlton, and then uh, decided
1: against it.
0: He'd agreed the deal, yeah. He was in
1: Greenwich in a hotel when United called him. But and I'm he's, not, not biased or anything. He's not
0: the only manager to do that.
1: I'll give you Eddie Howe, another one who managed in non-league, no League Two. Yeah,
0: league I'll one. give you Eddie Howe. He started out, um, yeah, bosses. Yeah. So yeah, Chris Wilder. That's good. One. We've got a one to eleven
1: if, if we want to run that down. But that's every
2: come on. Go Alex. A, I've got uh, one on the website as well. I've
0: got a goal, another goalkeeper, Alex McCarthy, Woking, Cambridge United, Team Bath, and uh, and he's at a team yeah. Bath. Team Bath, yeah, uh, with probably with um, Matty Taylor, uh, the exit manager.
2: I will see your Alex McCarthy and raise you with Joe Hart, who was at Shrewsbury Town before going to Manchester. I thought so. Yeah,
0: I had him there. I've got him written down. I hadn't mentioned it, but yeah, yeah. So I was um, in the
2: conference at the time.
0: So it just shows that you can, if, just because you're in the non-league. I was, are there are other players that I could give you that were released by big clubs and then went lower down to, to Peter Beardsley, released by Manchester United, went to Canada.
1: Yeah,
0: Beardsley. From, be, Beardsley League. Went to Vancouver Whitecaps. And the next thing you know, he signed in for Newcastle, Liverpool. We played forever in England World Cup. Uh, another one uh, who was released by Man U and went on to have a great career. Two, give you Robbie Savage. Uh, David Platt released. Uh, went the same route. Went down to Crewe Alexandra, which a lot That's of players. It's not league, though. No, it's not. But uh, they, they, but um, it's close. It's, they were bottom. But anyway, yeah. Go on. Uh, so give us a one to eleven. Come on in.
1: Uh, I think to be fair, we've now them all, apart from Sam Clucas, who's obviously a Swansea player. Yeah. Uh, uh, he played for I think it was Gateshead.
2: Hole in, hole in the Premier League. Yeah, league?
1: Gateshead previously. Right, Ashley Williams. Yeah, of uh, Stockport County. He's retired now, he, but he was at Stockport County. I'm not happy with his website because they've got Jamie Vardy listed as a right winger. And then Les Ferdinand, who I didn't know, played non-league football. He did, yes. He
2: yeah, came that's, from uh, Hayes. Hayes, i yeah, That's Hayes. the one
1: that I think everyone's brain goes to, isn't it, Liam? Um,
0: had had um, had Charlton had a few more quid, you might have been added Bradley Pritchard to that list, don't I? <laughs>
1: but also though Again I did my re- I did my usual And I started To research And I took it in a Completely different direction So I also right, like
0: got
1: 10 former top fight players Now playing in the non-league Oh
0: go cool. on oh, yeah, oh yeah Chris Sully Oh no he didn't play right, top fight to
1: do 11. So Go on we'll start with Sheffield United centre back Matthew Kilgallen right, Where is he? Former Leeds player as he's well at, yeah. He's at Buxton United Who I've never heard
0: of Uh Yeah Derbyshire Yeah go on Non-league uh, Kevin Lisby yeah, well, it's... Yeah,
1: yeah. Fans. He is at Cray Valley. His kids signed, just left Cray Valley to sign for Watford, I believe it is. He...
0: hey uh, He's
1: yeah, there at Watford.
0: Watford? Yeah, Charles Liz... released them. Lisby? Yeah, his kids are at Watford. Oh, his, his kids are, yeah. Um He's got a hat-trick, Lisby, against Liverpool in the Premier League.
1: This one's technically cheating, but Angelo Ballanta, I'm not sure if he's a name you two will recognise. Well,
0: he I made mean- a few... He made two no. appearances which is for QPR. I've signed him.
1: He plays for Dagenham and Redbridge now and is pretty good. Dow Jennings. Mm. Do, you, do you remember Dow Jennings? He was Bayern at- Munich. Bayern Munich, but before that. Really?
0: Yeah.
2: Tamir or Wigan or something. Yeah,
0: he went to Wigan. I think he I remember his...
2: him being a, like a huge deal and there was he... uproar because he'd left, yeah, signed for Munich. Well, he broke from, his like, leg Tranmere, or someone, he,
1: he broke his leg and was out of 14 months. And then on his return game, broke the same leg. Oh, so he's playing for Runcorn Town in non league. He did have a spell with Tranmere, bloody hell. <laughs> Grant <Yeah>. Holt,
2: <laughs>
1: Grant Holt, who's also, by the way, training to become a wrestler, which I'm fucking fine. <laughs>
2: Isn't he signed with WWE, I heard?
1: There's a rumour he signed with WWE, but how true that is, I don't because know. Because
2: didn't they also sign a, a German goalkeeper? I can't remember who it was. Yeah,
1: it was Chris Visser. Yeah. But Grant Hull plays from Roxham FC, and i never heard of. <laughs> Norfolk. It's no, in Norfolk. His strike partner is Chris, Chris Sutton's son, apparently, so that's nice.
2: Mm. Also, sorry, just a quick sidetrack. As, as we were just talking about football players that have left football to go and do weird jobs... Uh, Curtis Woodhouse left, I think it was Sheffield United midway through his career. I think he was about 27, and became a uh, professional kickboxer.
0: He's a boxer, yeah. But- and, uh, Leon Mackenzie retired from football because of mental health issues. He became a professional boxer as well. Right. Leroy Lita. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, we didn't- Reading, a- yeah. He was on loan at Charlton briefly, wasn't he? Yeah, he had
1: a spell at Charlton. Uh, he plays for Nuneaton Borough.
0: Nuneaton?
1: Not called an bar anymore, but none Eaton. Um, one of another, oh, this is a Cheltenham list, I think. Carl Reed. I don't know who the hell did <laughs> he play in the Premier League with? Not West Ham, West Ham.
0: Well, he's a West Ham player, yeah, yeah, yeah. He plays for Billerickey, says so he, yeah, they got lots yes. of money, that's why.
1: No, they don't anymore,
0: they don't anymore, that's why no, he was no, there. No, no. 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 Yeah. Okay, George Ella
1: the big Wolves <laughs> defender, I'm sure everyone, out. Yeah. he's captain of Maidstone United, he's been there a while, and then obviously Mike Williamson of Newcastle, he is player-manager
0: with Gateshead. Right, oh man. There you go. Not it's not bad today that we've done... Players that have done the journey from the bottom to the top and the top back to the bottom. Marvellous. <laughs> weird appointments. And the reason weird appointments is Mark Hughes, who's managed most of his career in the Premier League and an international manager at Wales, uh, suddenly, this today, uh, as we record has been appointed manager... Of Bradford City, Bradford. I mean, why? This is the thing. He uh, he's been sacked from just about every job he's had. He got
2: payoffs from. Well, yeah, because otherwise you don't keep. You'd still be in a job. Uh, anywhere, yeah. So you no, done. no, but he has
0: been. You know, you'll get him fighting against relegation, then he'll get sacked because people get bored with the way he plays football. He's been at Blackburn. He'd have got a payoff at Blackburn. He'd have got a payoff at Man City oh. without a shadow of a doubt. Stoke. Uh, Southampton, you name it. it. I don't think he needs to do it for the money. So and he's taken. No, the...
2: It's like Steve Bruce now. He's just rocked up at West Brom again. They don't do it for the money. They do it because they still think that they're relevant. When in, we saw with Steve Bruce's style of football, his football is outdated, it's archaic, and he is completely irrelevant but, now. But Mark, has gone to Bradford.
0: <laughs> he's gone to Bradford City, though. At least, at least Steve, uh, Steve
2: Bruce has gone
0: to the Championship.
2: But if uh, you want to work, you've got to be prepared to go, haven't you? Mark Hughes's reputation since Stoke has been nothing. Like, does works. he work since Stoke? That's a very good uh,
0: point. Yeah, I'm sure know. he had a. I know he
1: definitely. No, I'm sure he had like a. Right. double check, but I have a feeling he was at a club for like four months.
2: I think in West Brom, but I'm not sure. That's. Correct. I just find it as uh, a
0: really strange South appointment.
2: Southampton,
0: Southampton. It's a strange appointment that he goes down to. to is it League Two? It's a League they're 2 appointment. They're, they're struggling too. I mean, he's, hes it's like he's starting
2: again. Is he trying to prove something to himself? Is that what he's doing? I, I think it must be, because one of the things I'd really love to know, because obviously we're not privy to lots of information as, as football fans, but I'd love to know if people like Mark Hughes or Steve Bruce go on up-to-date coaching courses and keep themselves aware of the way football's developing. Because in Steve Bruce's case, it doesn't seem like it because everywhere well, he goes, he plays the same style of football. He's surely,
0: surely, being in football, they can see the way football's developing. They're not daft. I mean... No, yeah, they can't. But, but no, it's, just, because, it's just that they're not finding a way to counteract the way the football's developing. And they possibly... Well, no, start- because
2: they should... One of the things that Alex Ferguson was always praised for throughout his career was he developed when football developed. Yeah, People like Steve Bruce... Have not developed. Yeah. Just like I, I made the same argument Stuck about when people, when people take new jobs, they take the same people with them. I'll give you an example of somebody who's learning and developing. Frank Lampard, everywhere he's been, he's taken Jody Morris with him. Now he's taken over at Everton. Jody Morris isn't there, and he's employed Ashley Cole instead. So it's a case of moving with the times and and learning and keeping fresh and and learning the new training methods and new training techniques. Are they doing it? Or, in Steve Bruce's case, just aren't going in and doing the same things they always do, run out of ideas and then hope someone bails them out before they I, get I saved. will
0: have to say, Mark Hughes' style of football and the way he sets teams up might do Bradford a world of good. I, you know, I'm just thinking... too. League
1: Two, I mean, it will suit that style of play that
0: Steve you Bruce... You can get Mark away with Hughes that in League player, Two. So.
1: Yeah, and that's how they play. A lot of the teams will play, hoof the ball up to the striker and play from there. Yeah. Because so, the pitches you have to, because the pitch is shit. Yeah. But it's not the first time Bradford have made a weird decision. So I did a little bit of research, not much,
0: just before oh, we good, went live. Good, man. good. good. So I like
1: Bradford City, ironically, before, have made a strange decision. Go In on. 2004, when Bradford sacked Nicky Law, they hired four senior players to take charge while a replacement was sought after. Four. They hired what? Four, four players. senior players. Dean Windass, David Weatherall, Wayne Jacobs, and Peter Atherton were all named joint managers... For Bradford's Jesus. next three games.
0: Oh, man, alive. That's a bit bonkers. Uh, yeah, clearly. That one. Yeah, Shall
1: we kick we... off with uh, the, the, the appointments then?
2: I think the first one, the, the, the most recent one that we could talk about, is Rafa Benitez at Everton. Everyone knew that was going to be a, a disastrous appointment. We've said it on this podcast a million and one times. Yeah. And that's exactly what it proved to be. So that one was bonkers.
0: Steve Bruce to Newcastle was bonkers It's for for those outside. But if you are Mike Ashley, as far as he was concerned, he's going to keep me in the Premier League, was his thinking. And that's all that Ashley wanted, wasn't it, really? Keep me in the Premier League so I can get me payday. When I sold the yeah, club. It was just I until know. he
2: could sell the club. Yeah, yeah. So, sold show I'd argue, was another one. Because oh, that
0: was absolutely bonkers he, appointment.
2: I'll... He had success in Norway, which is fair enough. He, he came cut over. Out of and had a, yeah, he came over, had a spell at Cardiff, and brought half of his players from Norway with him, and got relegated, and then went back to Moulder again, and then Man United signed him because Jose Mourinho had turned Old Trafford toxic. And to be fair, he did all right. But I think we had to pay Mulder something like 4 million quid for him.
0: And how much have they paid him off to leave?
2: Oh, it's probably about 10 million much quid. More
0: than that. that's, so, that's, uh, so that's So you're looking at 14, 15 million pounds to sign Oleg and as manager,
2: really? A coach with no relevance at all. And I'll argue that he did a, a good job considering his level of ability as opposed to the level of expectation on yeah. Man United, which is. <laughs> A bit scoo nowadays, to say he, the least.
0: He might have done well, very well, but he should never have been in the job in the first place.
2: No, he shouldn't have done. And
0: not, but... not in the month of Sundays. But who else have we got? Dan, who else can you think of? The... There's two,
1: that the one that sticks in my head, and there's, well, I'll save that one. And then there's the one that I remember laughing my ass off at. A lot from where we are in, in South London, obviously, Charlton and Mill have a, have a rivalry. And a lot of my friends are Mill fans.
0: Mill <laughs> I Will think has, I know where we're going.
1: Mill hired Steve Lomas, who is a West Ham legend.
0: Really? And yeah.
1: I remember watching my one of my best friends' face when it came up on, on his phone, and I watched and I watched him just go mental. And then going on Twitter to watch the responses.
0: Meltdown. Meltdown. And then the
1: first game of the season, I see Steve Lomas comes out of the tunnel at the den and just gets booed.
2: <laughs> yeah. How long down. did he last? About, About three months. Yeah. I'm not surprised.
1: It was, not only was not only did the fans not want him, the football was fucking shit.
0: Yeah. And, and and they were rock bottom. Millwall hate West Ham more than anyone. Uh, so to sign what was a, a West Ham legend sort of thing, or the former West Ham captain is your manager. It's like if we suddenly went out and signed
2: uh, Alan Pardew. Oh, wait. Oh. We did. <laughs> I think for me... I think feeling no. Louis Van Gaal to Manchester United was also a bit of a weird one because no, no, he, had, no, he no, hadn't no. been re- he had not been relevant since his spell at Barcelona. No, but and his press conferences. 19... Were... Yeah, <laughs> but as, as a football manager, he hadn't been relevant since about nineteen ninety-four.
0: Oh, oh no, no, he hadn't. But his press conferences were joy. There was one where he was going on about about um, what was it um, what was it sex? It was a. Uh, Oh, he was just brilliant. It's press conference. There's a press conference where he starts banging on about um, sex games and stuff and uh, sadomasochism and stuff.
2: And this was after a game. Brilliant. Genius. Quick quick sidebar here. Who would you rather have in a press conference? Louis Van Hoel or... In Holloway. Ian Holloway. Thank Ian
0: you. Holloway. Ian Holloway every day of the week.
2: <laughs> every
0: day of the week. Uh, it's because, not even a question, is it? Yeah, it's not. It's just, uh, it's yeah. A genius. But it is. Ha-
1: Ian Holloway was the man who said Cristiano Ronaldo was fit as a fiddle and beautiful, but yeah. he said he hoped had the cock like a hamster. Yeah, and and, like then, a went hamster, on, and then, then went that on that to line. say that his wife had a hamster, whose cock was massive.
2: Yeah. <laughs> he compared Marino to Spurs was a weird one as well, I found.
1: Yeah, I think uh, I thought I thought that was good at the time. I thought that, that was a good idea at the time. I like. I don't think I, it, I saw
2: what they were trying. I'll I don't give think you De one. and Mourinho after Inter was a good for anyone.
0: I'll give oh, you three it went off for Chelsea. Right here we are. Here's, here's a run of them uh, appointments that I never quite grasped. Bob Peters to Charlton. Guy Luzon to Charlton. Carol Fryer to Charlton. Russell Slade to Charlton. to Châtelet. What the fuck were you thinking, you Belgian twat? Just wanted to get that one out there because because Carol Fry was the worst of the lot, wasn't it, Dan?
2: Mm. For our listeners, Dan is currently rubbing his forehead. Carol Fry, I don't really class him as a child
1: manager.
0: He came in when Jose Riga came in as Jose
1: Riga's the only good appointment. Yeah, wrote, jo- no, jo- that's wrong. Yeah, that's no, wrong. the only jo- good foreign appointment.
0: Jose Riga came in uh, after Chris Powder being sacked, and uh, Jose Riga knew he was coming in two weeks before it happened. And he bought this Carol Fryer with him. Now, Carol Fry is a lovely fella. And I used to... we Carol and I found a place where we could have a fag after a game where no one could see us in the stadium, which was not a no-no. But he had no input in first team in the football at all. But when I was speaking to him, he we, we were sitting there once having a fag and he said, one day I will manage this. My time's coming. And I'm thinking to myself, I believe nope, not because uh, you haven't got a clue because he didn't he didn't have a clue and uh and sure enough um we sacked sacked guy luzon and uh, it's and and then uh, you sacked uh, guy luzon oh no, we sacked guy luzon <laughs> we, we sacked guy luzon and i that's when i quit charlton uh when luzon got sacked and then lo and behold carol fry was appointed as caretaker manager but he was a manager but he had to get smuggled out in the laundry basket from Colchester United after a particularly bad way defeat.
1: I was uh, there, that was very grim. That was and, I've never uh, seen Cholton fans turn so quickly. And then
0: that, yeah. bad. And then was, we lost uh, five or six nil away at Huddersfield Town. He then refused to do the press conference afterwards, and the goalkeeper had to come out and do a press conference because the manager refused. And that was That when was he the went.
1: That's the worst week, I think, yeah. that's Cholton because we lost to Colchester two one. On the Saturday and in Colchester, yeah, and then on the Tuesday, then the next Saturday, sorry, we lost five 0 at Hull, yeah. Then on the on the Tuesday night, you said you said we got smacked six at Huddersfield. It was like, oh great, we're really good.
0: Yeah,
2: I've got a weird one for you. Ready? On. Go on. Gary Neville to Valencia.
0: Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that that is very weird. That came out of nowhere.
2: He only got that job because Peter Lim, the owner of Valencia, has shares. In, in his own No, in Salford uh, had shares at the time in Salford United, and they asked him to do. They asked Gary to do him a favour because Phil was already over there as assistant or something.
0: And, and, and uh, Gary said, since as soon as he walked in, he knew it was a mistake.
2: So yeah, and he said he's yeah. never going back to football management again. While
1: well, we're on the Nevils, I do find Phil Neville's job in, Mila- in Miami a bit. Well, we all know how he's got it, but
0: can right I throw up
2: a controversial one here that you well, might not agree with? on gareth southgate for the England job. Oh
0: here we go. Here we go again
2: no 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 i'm not even looking at I'm just saying when you look at his managerial record he was at Middlesbrough for about 18 months got him relegated from the Premier League took over the England under 21s as his next job didn't win anything with them as far as I'm aware and then got the England job.
0: Yeah
2: was that just because there was no one better available at the time it was a mixture of
1: it's a mixture of I think the their the pl- their plan was all is is generally to promote from within. That was one that they spoke about.
0: Yeah.
2: Does that you mean know, Chris Powell's in with a shot then? Yeah. Hell yeah. Because he's on the coaching staff.
0: Fuck yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Of course he is. Yeah. He won't. No, well, he I, is. I
1: think he won't. Yeah. But um, I think that was their plan. And then also, as you rightly <laughs> said, there was a, there was a big push after Capello. Yeah. Know, England wanted to keep to an English manager. So they did it with Roy Hodgson, and they picked you know, Pao himself. I'd just,
2: like, I'd just like to go on record as saying, I don't actually have anything against Gareth Southgate personally. And had he done something <laughs> at the under-21s <laughs> level, I would have completely understood No, because the other one was like, who was it? Was it Peter Taylor? We were talking about this earlier, Peter. Yeah, Peter Wasn't Taylor he was a caretaker. He
0: was a caretaker manager. He was an 21 manager. And I think it was when Kevin Keegan left. It was before Sven. Uh, and he took over for a few games. He didn't have that many games. Uh, he's actually, I think, the man who made Beckham captain at one stage. Yeah, he He gave him tonight.
2: his first captain. So, so, yeah.
0: But Peter Taylor had never done anything. The only thing he'd actually achieved was get uh, Gillingham to the uh, playoff finals, only to lose to the third division playoff final, only to lose to Man City on penalties.
2: And so, the other one for England... apparently, he currently well, United. Yeah. The other one that was weird for me for England was Howard Wilkinson, who was technical director... And then became manager for a very brief spell.
0: <laughs> that was just purely covering people's asses, so while they while they got themselves sorted before they. Uh, but then Hammer Wilkinson, you could say he won a league title, so Ooh. don't knock it.
1: Well, the Ooh. rumor, the, the rumor about Gareth South, wasn't it? Was that Southgate was coming in to sit until was it Mourinho was free?
0: Yeah, that was the thing. Southgate was a caretaker boss, but so,
1: the, the original role was wherever Mourinho was at that time which I can't remember where he was at the top of my head. Might have been Inter. I'm not sure. Yeah. Wherever he, wherever he was, he was contract was up and he was leaving. And it was a case of, we need someone to hold this job because Sam Allardyce, the best England manager of all time, statistically had left.
0: Well, there's and another bad appointment. Sam Allardyce to England for crying out loud. What was that all about?
1: So then Southgate obviously come in, started really well. And you know, the rest is history. The, the last one I want to shout out, just because it was completely bonkers at the time, and the stories that have come out since, was Edgar Davids to Barnet.
2: I was just about to bring this yeah. one up. Yeah. Oh no.
1: Nah. I think this is genius, and we've touched on this podcast before the Paul Benson um, stuff that we spoke about on previous. It
0: was John? Yeah, there was a, one of his one of his player his teammates, John Nurse, will tell you all about uh, Edgar yeah. Davids. I will tell you.
1: And then, uh, and then, just stories in the in the media about. How he'd stop... Uh, who was I listening to a podcast with a Barnet striker? And I can't remember who the, who the who the person was, because it was on like a Twitter stories. And he said that when he was, at Bar- he was 19, he was at Barnet, they were doing a drill. They were doing a, a, a touch and go drill. Yeah. And if you didn't do it exactly like Edgar Davids, you stayed on the pitch. and who did this drill. This drill lasted for two and a half hours. Because oh, no one had the touch of Edgar Davids.
2: I'd, I'll give I'd, Pete one that he might recognise. This will be a giggle for you. Atilio Lombardo. Yes. Uh, Crystal Palace.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I thought he did a superb job at Palace. They were shit. It was marvellous.
2: Get him yeah, in he was again. player at the
1: time.
0: Yeah, get him in again. Get him back. I'm looking forward to it. I mean, if he was shit, should have kept him there. Yeah, I mean, at Palace, I, they deserve everything they get, that lot, a bunch of stripy Nigels. There was another like don't like them. Tony so
2: the Adams to Granada in Spain.
0: Yeah, Tony Adams. Uh, yeah, yeah. He, the yeah, red one that, that's
1: probably out of me and Ryan's range, but I don't know if Pete will know. Don Revy managed the United Arab Emirates.
0: Hey, no, in yeah. The
2: Leeds legend, Don yeah. Revy. He, he, left
0: left in, in. he left England to manage the United Arab Emirates, and that's why he was banned from managing in England for 10 years. He left the England job to manage in the United Arab Emirates, and it was all about money.
1: Not just in the United, I remember? It's four,
0: four, yeah. That that he, we, he... thats yeah.
2: mental. It is do we, mental. Do we chuck Antonio Conte on this list for turning not yet. up at Spurs? Not yet. No. No.
0: no, no. no not yet. No, he's but, already because,
2: making no, noises because, that he's going to leave. Yeah, but the appointment—that appointment—made sense. Oh, there's another.
0: Yeah, there's another yes. one. Now,
2: Ryan, mate. Might... Sorry, just a minute. Hold on. Sorry, it's just like that makes sense, but he turned them down six months earlier because they wasn't made... big enough. Yeah, but yeah, they. Yeah, locked made, up. made sense. Saying... Yeah, yeah, yeah. But for Tottenham Hotspur, the idea of a
1: manager that has done what he's done, the appointment made sense.
2: Mm.
0: For it
1: him personally,
2: Conte, it didn't.
1: For him personally, it was just a job. I it think, was a job. Yeah, yeah it was a day. job. He was ready for a job. And but he's as probably a football club it made sense.
0: And he's probably been given assurances you'll have X amount to spend. Uh, it may be just that he's not been able to get the, the players in that they wanted to. they have just not be able to get them for whatever reason. They might have been trying to get the players in, but he's, he's got a huge job. on I've got one more manager management appointment that I thought was a bit bizarre. Uh, Dan won't remember this one. Uh, Ryan, you might. Tottenham again.
2: Christian Gross. Yes, he was like, came Swiss. from Switzerland. Or and somewhere. he turned
0: up and he put, he, re- he says, I came here today on the tube. And he showed his tube ticket and, and, uh, and everyone... Alan Sugar signed him. That was on Alan Sugar. He fired him as well. He fires most people, Sugar.
2: You know what, but actually, that reminds me of our Grant turning up at Chelsea as yep. well. Mm-hmm. They I were could... genuinely bizarre because they were people no one had ever heard of. I've ever. got one...
0: I've got another weird appointment that still rankles me to, to this very day. Because on the last day of the season, this fella uh, was playing against a club and the club relegated his team on the last day of the season. Within a week of that relegation, they'd appointed Ian Dowie as Charlton manager. For fuck's sake, from Palace, <laughs> what was going on there?
1: Your timelines were off massively. But what, yeah. Right, we shouldn't have appointed him in the first place. But uh, the timelines wrong. But yeah, I mean,
0: I was it was only time. a couple. It's a couple of days. It's not.
1: No, but as in it, Palace weren't relegated, and then we picked him up. Yeah, there was like two seasons between it. No,
0: it wasn't. No, there wasn't. No, there in, wasn't.
1: Ian Dowey and Palace went down in two
2: thousand and four. No, there wasn't. I'm sure of it. I'm sure oh, it yeah. Palace
1: Palace went down in two thousand
2: and four. Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang, on. hang on. Apologies, listeners. The old man Finch is having a senior moment. I'm having a
0: senior moment. Either way, no, Palace right. went down 0405. We
1: appointed him 06-07. <laughs> no, no, you're wrong. Yes. No, I'm you're right.
0: wrong. No, you're wrong. Right. You're wrong. No, no.
1: Oh, hang on, he, let me tell you how I say. I know you he right. left Crystal
0: Palace in 2006,
1: yes, exactly. and signed so immediately. No, yes, exactly, but you said after relegation, which is not, yeah, true. they got they
0: got relegated in 2006, didn't they? They didn't in really?
1: 2006, Crystal Palace lost the playoff semi final against Watford. Now left by mutual consent on the 22nd of Did May, I 2026. I stand
0: correct, I stand directed, but yeah. either way, either way, either way. We should never have signed him as sudden manager. Uh, he was possibly the worst manager, a pretty bad managerial appointment. Got the players lost on a, a pre-match walk in Newcastle. Uh, and anyone, he signed h- some
2: crap
1: as well. Anyone oh. that hired Oh, yeah, some real shit. Oh, anyone, yeah. uh, and he released our best players, which is... I'll
2: give, I'll give you two a couple of minutes to go on that one. Go on, off you go. The shit that Ian Dowie signed.
0: No, uh, no, no, no. no. We've been there and done it. And defy. Jimmy
1: Traoré, Omar Puso. I remember DiWara, Was it? No, Diawara was
0: good. I leave him alone. He was Sulaiman. Yeah, Sulaiman
1: mean, Diawara was
0: a, seventy-five it's, it's, degrees hot heat, and he's wearing his gloves. Good lad, he was. We like Dan I was liked gonna him.
2: Say, every time I saw him on TV, <coughs> the ball just sailed over his head. No, it wasn't no, like no, He couldn't hit a ball. He was he.
1: He was a very good tackler of a football. His biggest problem was his fellow. Centre-back partner was Jimmy Traore with Ben Thatcher, the other side of him. So just last one before we move on, someone that I would have mentioned until I read his book. I've just finished his book today. Roy Keane, right? His book, though, if if he, he tells you stories about Ipswich Town, that club is mental. Like, he's, he'd turn up a training and be like, well, where the fuck's this player? Oh, he's gone. Then players just turn up at his training ground, I mean, we've signed him.
2: Yeah, wasn't it like that at Charlton, though? Who yeah. was the Charlton manager that tur- was it? Chris Powell turned up, and there was like, Yeah, well, oh, Chris I've Powell, to play for you. there was
0: uh, Anil Cot- Lillian Turam, Lillian Turam, I wish no. Anil Johan Cot- Turam, Cot- yeah. An- Cot- Cot- Pete the Pole, <laughs> and a few others signed by a scout called Thomas Dreesen.
1: No, 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 this, this is see, this is not true,
0: <laughs> allegedly.
1: That, if you allege, if you read what Tom- Thomas Driesen is very As much as people dislike him because of his involvement with Roland, if you actually read what he writes, he will admit that the signings that he made are bad and the ones that he was involved in. But he actually does also come out and say, I wasn't involved in any of the standardly age ones. But he does admit that some of the ones that he signed are bad ones. Although we also have to give him credit because he also signed Josh Cullors.
0: Yeah. But But anyway, he
1: does admit that some of them are grim. I think he says that he... So the one of the ones that he didn't want was Polish Pete. He didn't want to sign Polish
0: Pete. You've um you, you've been on a for certain forum, haven't you? What where, uh, certain I, I have, forums. but he's also
1: been quite open about it on his own blog that he has.
0: Has he got a blog?
1: He did. I don't know if he still does. He used to because he made the defence that he signed Luke Nago. and to be fair, no, that's that is undefendable.
0: Uh, oh, to be fair, he played the Champions European cha- Nation uh, European Champions uh, Cup, but blog. for Hungary. Oh, <laughs> no. Anyway, uh, I think we've done weird appointments. <laughs> FM Scout Report. Who's going first?
1: Well, before we jump into FM Scout Report, just want to say if you're an FM fan, play <laughs> FM. As Pete touched on, there is a winter update that went live today. So we have not had a. Ch- I've had a look at the Charlton squad to see what they've changed. Oh God. Um, and not anyone else. Chelten's youth academy graduates have gone. There's a few that have got five star potential. Daniel Caru, Aaron Henry. Yeah. What about Deji? Dylan Deji was already one, so that's not a shock.
0: Uh, what about what's it say about Mason Bursto's time for Chelsea in yeah, this game? Yeah, Mason
1: mm-hmm. Bursto's his current ability is two and a half star, so he's about League One. Yeah. Um, and then, but one of the players I I've seen reacted to on on uh, and this is. If I if I was doing a live show, I'd put the camera just on Ryan for this. But the FM have changed Daniel James's stats on FM.
2: Is he crap now? Is he? He's oh. actually
1: fucking amazing.
2: <laughs> hey, really?
1: No, I mean amazing in a negative sense. Oh, okay. <laughs> right. So Dan James's technical abilities—he's got four corners. <laughs>
2: oh. oh my
1: god! Ten crossing. 13 dribbling, 8 finishing, 12 first touch,
0: 4 free kicks, 6
1: heading, 8 long shots, 2 throwing, 9 passing, 9 penalty, 6 tackling, and 10 technique.
2: Who is he upset at football manager? (laughs)
1: They obviously think he's a part of the
0: Whoever the F, because FM usually scout from within the club. So they'll, yeah. uh, I, I know who Charlton, who up until about no. five years I'm ago. Sorry. I know who uh, now. Uh, up until five years ago, I know who the Charlton scout was. Uh, uh, and I'm not going to say, but I know who it was because I I know who of. it is now. Do you? Oh, well, you'd have to yes. tell me. Is it someone I know? No. Okay. Have they got any football knowledge?
1: In game football knowledge?
0: football knowledge full stop yeah. yeah
1: but what do you mean by football knowledge like be more specific do, do, do i firstly think they know football or have yeah. they been involved in football
0: have they been involved in football no do they think that are they do you think they know anything about football yes All right, fine thank you that's all i need to know but yeah so each club uh, has got a, a scout Appointed by FM, they've got their a scout. It's usually recruited from There's normally
1: a few, isn't there? Depending yeah. on the levels.
0: Yeah, like Man United level have three or four or five or something like that. So but and they do advertise for these people to do the job.
1: Normally they do I know they also often do um things like they'll get stats from the clubs and then try to work it out from there. The clubs yeah. will send them like their training.
0: <laughs> but they work very the well, well with the clubs, clubs now, don't they? So anyway, very, that's very so, close. Let's go through our th- a player each player we each got a player we're going to recommend uh, as a player that we've got in our squad necessarily or that we know of it, that that can do the business either or depending on okay. what you come across Ryan do you want to go first on this one
2: Right okay this is a player I have signed before I've not currently got him at the moment on my Arsenal side but I have used him before I give you Tiago Almada he is a 20 year old attacking central midfielder you can find him uh, as Sarsfeld in Argentina if you get him at the start of the game, obviously this is before the update, you can get him for about 7.5 million pounds, mm-hmm. the determination that we always discuss is 15 technically he's massively gifted, <coughs> vision and flair start at 16 when you scout him He will. he's the ideal cam I signed him for Manchester United as backup to Bruno Fernandes, that's how good he can be and uh, I'll just read off some of the stats now because I've got it on the screen. This is a year later when he signed for AC Milan, and he's even better at AC Milan than he was for me because when I took my Arsenal side to AC Milan, he promptly ripped me a new arsehole when we lost 4-0 at the San Siro. But just to give you the highlights, the, the big numbers of him, dribbling 16, first touch 17, free kick taking 16, long shot 16, passing 15, penalty taking 17, technique 17, acceleration balance and stamina are all 15 and decisions flare off the ball vision are all 16 and there's a whole lot of 15s 13s and 14s in the mix as well so he's very technically gifted very agile as well he's got 17 agility he's very quick and he's what's described in the game as a midfield orchestrator this guy will create you goals left right and center
0: excellent
1: and he's been an FM one to watch for many, many years. So I got from from Vales. Yeah, and yeah. Although I believe him in, in the update. If I might be wrong, I'm going to Google it right now. But however, I do think that uh, if you've written him down, someone listening to sign him. I don't think he's available anymore. Because if I'm correct, he's moved to MLS. Well, so he'll still be available, but immediately. Say, he
2: always on this game that I'm playing. For some reason, he always signs for AC Milan. There's a couple of things that always happen every time I play a game. Uh, Ernesto Valverde always gets the Man United job and Almada always goes to AC Milan.
1: Just to confirm, on February 14th, Thiago Almada made his move to Atlanta completed and made his debut in a friendly against Guadalajara.
0: Guadalajara.
1: You won't be able to sign him on a cheap anymore because he's on the move. He's on the move. But keep an eye on him because you never know where
0: he's.
2: If you Um, get him straight away, seven and a half million quid and he's yours. Bargain. um,
0: I've got uh, a couple, but I'm only going to go with one, but I'm trying to decide which one. One's a striker from Spurs. So I'll go through mine
1: then, because mine's ready.
0: Yeah, go on in. So I'm, on. I'm carrying on my love of
1: central defenders with uh, a French midfield centre-back from Red Bull Zulzberg by the name of Omar Soleil.
0: Oh, he, Omar Soleil. He
1: yeah. costs about £17 million. Pounds. Um, ironically, if you combine him and tell the game to look for players just like him... Uh, Anil Amahadis, the bloke I recommended last week, the Steel Podcast's fucking name, comes up. And Jules Kundi, who's linked with Chelsea.
2: Yeah. Uh,
1: very very similar. Central midfield, centre-back that, as uh, me and Ryan have said before, we like players with versatility. He can also play in the midfield. He can pass. He's only 21. He's got pass, marking, tackling, technique, all of 14 to 15.
2: What's his uh, name again?
1: Omar Soleil. Omar Soleil. Okay. Isn't
2: that like a sun cream?
1: That's what I was thinking. Well, if he's made... Oh, that's
2: Ombro the... Solaire, isn't
1: he? It? He's a very all-round... He's Again, he's another one that I will come out and say he's not amazing at anything. He's very good at everything. There's not a stat below 12, outside, apart from finishing and crossing, but that's fine, he's a centre-back. But there's not a stat above 16 when you start. But obviously, he's 21, so give him a few years. Uh, he's currently my Roma captain in about 2026. 20, he plays in the middle of a free and is fantastic and scores from corners for fun. That might be my tactics, because I think every centre-back I have scored for fun.
0: Uh, oh, here we go. Because uh, uh, Omar is a Paris Saint-Germain in my game, uh, and they picked him up for uh, £21 million. That's not a bad deal. From um, Salzburg? Uh, yeah, for the twenty 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 five twenty six 26 season. and oh, wow, well, he lost forever. He's on the bench. For
1: the well, that's because he's a PSG. Ooh. Sorry, Ooh. I'm watching Rangers Dortmund. <laughs> uh, how's that going? It's, they just kicked it off. It's 0-0. Leicester completed their game.
2: They won 3-1. And Haaland shouldn't be playing for Dortmund, if what I've heard is correct. Um, so I gives Rangers are a, a good chance. Jim Bellingham is. <laughs> they were 4-2 up from the first leg, I think.
0: Right. Uh, my player. Here we go. Uh, I'll give you Angelo. Attacking midfielder. Right. He can play as a striker as well. I signed him from Borussia Mönchengladbach. Uh, but for 14 point, 14 and a half million pounds oh no fifty five million pounds he's um you can, you can pick him up uh, if you start the season from scratch you can pick him up from from brazil for about fifteen million pounds he, i picked him up for forty for fifty five he 's now apparently uh, his latest value is seventy to ninety four he 's uh's got good acceleration is so he can get past a man passing 's decent his dribbling's very good he makes good decisions. He's got lots of pace and plenty of stamina. And I think he's worth, he's only 20. Well worth looking out for Angelo. Santos, if he's just starting a new game, uh, if, uh, and then, yeah, he was. he's in Santos. He's well
2: worth looking at, I would think. Can I just quickly add one more? Because this one's a really curious one for me. Being a Man United fan, I want to give you the curious case of Ahmed Diallo. Now, for people who know Ahmed Diallo in real life, Man United signed him from Atlanta for about £38 million when he was about 18 years old, about a year and a half ago. Um, But the curious one with this is he's a five-star A player, so he will go to the top of the game. But the weird thing is, as I said a minute ago, Ernesto Valverde always gets the Man United job every time I play this game if I'm not manager myself. But he never selects Ahmed Diallo, and he always sits in the under 23s available for loan and never gets loaned out so Weird. but but he's an he's a five star player he's an a plus player but this is when he's 19 years old by the way so it's a year after they signed him he's got a dribbling of 16 a first touch of 15 a technique of 16 determination of 17 flair of 16 Acceleration of 16, agility of 18, natural fitness of 15, and pace of 15. So this player is basically sitting there waiting to be loaned out, but nobody wants it. So if anyone wants a loan deal, I know sometimes Manchester United ask for silly money on some of their loan deals. If you can get a loan deal done, I've had this player before for my Newcastle side. Yeah, a little bit inconsistent because he's so young, but when he's on form. He's unstoppable. I've just got to give that one now. It's really weird. I don't understand why no one signs him or look, plays him.
1: The, the two things, that the one thing I can say personally is I've tried to get Diallo on loan before and he keeps turning me down. But that was with a Premier League to Championship side. But also, in terms of his development, people do need to be careful with him if you don't look after him quickly, because uh, smartly, because he has a on the in-game editor or the out-game, on the FM editor, he has a minus ability, potential ability, All
0: Right. which
1: effectively means that FM aren't making a call on how good he's going to be. And they've basically said, the world is his oyster. He could be... Potential rating, in general, is done out of 200 on FM for a player. So your player will be 196 if he's Ronaldo, for instance, might be 193. So Diallo's ability is currently say 120 or whatever he is currently on the game by giving him a minus potential fm is saying he could stay at 120 for the rest of his career or ryan could start a save right now sim it for three seasons and he'll still be 120 they could also sim it and he could turn 180 so it all depends it's a bit random on how you load up your game but diallo could naturally progress to a great player and could also progress into a crappy one and the other one the other player i know for a fact has the same thing is a star at psv called he's english and nonny i don't know how to pronounce it maduke. maduke yeah he has a very similar trait where on some saves he'll be excellent and others he'll be crap based off his minus potential there's a few players like it in the game spotting around I think it's just where FM don't really want to make
2: a call okay well all I will say is I had him at Manchester United on my Manchester United save and I on the first season he was 18 years old I sent him out on loan to Underlect for a year the second season I sent him on loan to PSV in Holland when I brought him back he wanted a new contract and he wanted 90 grand a week and I refused to give it to him because he hadn't played for Manchester United yet and by the end of the season I paid him 200 grand because we won the lot and he'd scored about 20 goals and Assisted twelve, so he's definitely worth signing.
0: Excellent, excellent. Now, shit, hows are we? we haven't got, have we got, we haven't got any punditry, have we this week? Have we, Ryan? No,
2: no. And if anybody finds anything from a football player talking bollocks on the internet or specifically on Twitter, then do let oh, us oh, know <laughs> so that we can bring up Twitter twat of the Week.
0: So, well, I mean, any player that says uh, after a defeat, uh, unlucky a day, or we didn't, we didn't do ourselves justice, we go again. As soon as I say that, wanker.
1: I think we should call this segment Womble Watch. Womble. There you go. Yeah,
0: yeah, no, no, I don't like that. (laughs) Not ball, Womble. All right, move on. Shithousery, come on, Zor. Well, I just want to say, quickly, before we go to the
1: shithousery, you made a great point about footballers on Twitter. I think they should be players that do two things. When they lose, do the, we weren't good enough, we go again.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: And then when when the team wins... Buzzing! uh, We're buzzing for that. Fans are top. And the one that gets on my nerves the the most is when they say three points, but instead of using three points, they use a tree emoji and points. Yeah. If you're not Irish, you shouldn't be doing that. Piss off. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Moving on. That's my loan for the
2: podcast. Emoji racism for this
0: week. I don't think it's sensible for footballers to be anywhere near social media. Is my humble opinion. I've witnessed a few things and been involved in a few things, and really footballers and and retired West Indian cricketers as well. They get they get tripped me off Twitter and all. Mind the windows. <laughs> Shithousery, Dan, come on.
1: Yes, uh, this week Shitowsery is brought to you by Newcastle United Football Club. Oh. And uh, their new striker, Chris Wood. God, what's he done? Ryan should be aware of this because he, he was He's the one who brought me forward
0: to this. He's not going and scored a goal, is he? Oh, yeah,
1: yeah. No, no. no this is fantastic. Chris, I love Chris, this. Chris Wood and Newcastle United uh, this weekend played West Ham United.
0: You yeah, go on.
1: And obviously, uh, if you're obviously aware, if you listen to the podcast and just been on the internet, really. Kurt Zuma recently kicked a cat.
0: No. <laughs> Newcastle
1: played West Ham and Craig, is it Craig Dawson or Chris Dawson? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Chris Woods. No, there's in the player The defender the a- I think it's Craig Dawson. I might yeah, have. I, I know
0: where we're going, and it was Craig Dawson.
1: He made a complaint to the referee,
0: apparently, <laughs> multiple, <laughs>
1: multiple times because Chris Woods was apparently go, no. going behind Kurt Zuma during the game just no. to meow at him.
0: <laughs>
1: Which I'm—I won't lie—I'm hundred percent all for. I'm—I'm I'm all over that,
0: and I'd have done it myself.
1: I mean, as, as we said, we I completely condone Kurt Zuma's actions towards the cat, but. Condemn?
0: You condemn, not condone, you condemn <laughs> them.
1: Condone, co- condemn,
0: sorry, that's my bad. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, As a go, as a cricket fan, I love a good sledge. Mm. And um, the idea that he. I have this picture of him, like, in my head, I picture them <laughs> great, getting ready for a corner. It's all gone quiet, and Chris Woods just nudged up behind Kurt Zuma, got on his. Just put his chin on his shoulder, and has just gone, meow. And then fucked off to try and win the corner. As far as I'm concerned, that that might be I mean, we've we've discussed a lot of shithousery. That's
0: brilliant though, that's because that's very that shithousing on one particular player and just uh, Oh, I've
1: just on a completely random note, the Dortmund manager is wearing a black suit, black trousers, and white
2: trainers. And can we also say while we're talking shithousery, he last should... week's shithousery mystery has now been solved. Go on. Because it actually turns out that when we were talking about the reading job it actually turns out that the manager had agreed to leave reading right and that was going to be his last game yeah they promptly won that game i think it was 3-2 if i'm if yeah. i'm correct and then he, he was went. let go no that was this weekend yeah so, so what happened to the second week before they jumped the gun <laughs> They were going to sack him, but they came to a mutual agreement in the end. Should have fucking so he lasted fans. an additional week and then was removed from his job to be replaced now by Paul Ince, of, of all people. And they won 2-0 on
1: uh, Tuesday night. Shit well,
2: hours, ironically, they, they they won his last Ooh. game in charge, even though they hadn't won for yeah. weeks. So they
1: beat West Brom. That they mystery West has West now
2: been solved.
1: I will also, on a shit, a shit house update, I'm pleased to announce that uh, the Ben fig fans have now successfully sent their manager back to Rio de Janeiro. <laughs> I checked I checked on Monday. It was, I checked the website on Monday. He is now safely back in his home city of Rio de Janeiro. I'm not actually sure I don't even know if he still is the manager of Benfica. Is he in still in life. the job? I'm gonna check right now. However <laughs> I do I, I do know that he's made it back to back safe and sound.
0: Uh that's pretty much it. That's shithousery for this week. Thank you very much. Uh Dan and Ryan thanks a lot see you next time. Merci. Nice. Yep. Take care. Uh, don't forget to give our uh, sponsors a follow. Uh, Let Us Talk. Hashtag Let Us Talk. Put that in social media. They'll pop up. The Proper Blokes Club on Facebook. And don't forget Her Game too. Make sure your club is getting involved with Her Game too. There's a lot of clubs out there not being associated with them. On on. Man United. Get on it. Get on it. M- get boys, are, they, males and females, get They behind are literally them. announcing clubs. Every week. Daily. Daily. Don't, Make sure your club is not the last club to be signed up because that would be embarrassing, Charlton.
1: Um, I can't even list because I'll try and find a list quickly just before we go. But um, they are announcing clubs daily that they are linked to in non-league terms, in Premier League terms. I think Everton just signed up with them. Every
0: level. Fantastic. uh,
1: Yeah, it's great. They are are flying. And hopefully, as I said last week, I've been in touch with Victoria. So hopefully soon we can... um, Get them, get get someone back on the show, even if it's Victoria again. We have no problem with that, I'm sure.
0: Yeah, let's not do it. Let's not do it um, straight away after the game at the weekend, eh?
1: Yeah, I did uh, did put a tweet out on Football Funders podcast saying that maybe yes. this weekend when Sheffield Wednesday have battered us to oblivion. Yeah, might yeah. not be
0: the weekend. Yeah, excellent. Uh, thanks very much. See you again soon, ta-ra